as we welcome in the voice of the Baylor baseball team, Derek Smith, to the program. Derek, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Hey, Tom, I'm well. How are you? Doing terrific. We appreciate you being here. Derek, you and I were talking about this uh, a little earlier today. The Bears have 21 wins, but in my opinion, none bigger than that win on Friday night that uh, really, I I think, set the table for the weekend. Oh, yeah, I I absolutely agree, and and you're right. You look at where Baylor was. They had lost five of their first six Big 12 games, some really close ones, but still five losses, and they had a great stretch out of conference, six straight non-conference wins, and you knew it was important going in to find a way to win the series. And it's, of course, a lot easier if you can win Friday night. And Baylor down three to nothing, and then three to one heading into the eighth inning. Got their first really big clutch hits of the Big 12 season when you look at it. They tied the game up, but then not only tied it in the eighth, they kept their foot on the gas. And I think we saw for the first time in conference action almost that killer instinct when they smelled blood in the water and they reeled off five eighth inning runs and then closed it out in the ninth. And for a team that was looking at maybe being one and six or having to win their last two games to win a series, getting that win um, was bigger, I think, than just the one win. It kind of showed them what they can do, what they're capable of doing to win in the Big 12. Yeah, and you make a great point. If you lose Friday night, then you're chasing the rest of the weekend to win the series, particularly at home, and and that's just not a good position to be in, but they got it done. Talk a little bit about the maturity of this ball club. I mean, look, West Virginia's Friday night guy was good. He was really good, (laughs) And, and, and they struggled with him. Yet they kept their patience, they kept their wits about them, and and they were in a position in, in the late innings to get it done, and they were able to accomplish that and win the ball game. Well, you know, it, it's fun to watch that because it's fun to watch the uh, maturity of a team improve, to watch them grow in real time. This is a team that's an interesting mix of veterans and newcomers. You've got Andy Thomas, Chase Western, Davion Downey in the lineup, you know, have been through some battles Everyone else in the lineup is going through their first Big 12 season. There's a lot of talent, but there's a lot of but there's a lot of young talent. And you know, it's pressure. You know, there's time it's pressure when you get into those situations when you're playing Texas or West Virginia or whomever in conference play. And when it's a one-run game in the eighth inning, you can't practice. You can try your best to practice it, but you can't simulate it. You can only get feel what it's like once you're there. And we saw young guys. You know, some stepped up, some made tough outs, but what they have to do is channel that and learn, okay, this is what it takes to win at this level. And I think that's what Baylor did, as you said. That was a great pitcher they were facing, a six-seven left-hander, Jackson Wolf for West Virginia, who was throwing in the uh, in the low 90s with a sharp breaking ball. And yeah, he, uh, he's been getting guys out throughout his career at West Virginia. And for them to find a way to come back against him and then force the issue against two of their better relievers, who West Virginia had to go to in the eighth, I think you saw, you know, good at bats, hitting being contagious, and a team that was figuring out from their past uh, where they didn't come through what it took to come through in that one. Derek, was there a let up by this team yesterday with the series already clinched essentially on Saturday? No, I don't think so. I think what you do is give credit to West Virginia, particularly their outfielders. So it was an eight to four ball game, and I can think of at least three runs that were that probably came off the board because their outfielders made some fantastic plays. They have some guys who covered a lot of ground out there. Their center fielder, Victor Scott, their right fielder, Austin Davis. They made some plays while keeping their feet that a lot of guys would have to, you know, dive for full extension. They were just fast. They got to the ball. 
and they made some plays that robbed Baylor of some potentially uh, run scoring hits. And so I think it was a it, it was really a closer game in a lot of ways in terms of the at bats than it indicated. But Baylor made a couple of fielding miscues that led to West Virginia's runs, and West Virginia didn't in that game. And so I would say that was really the difference. I think you just West Virginia made some big time plays to you, you know how it is they they didn't want to head back home without a win, and they were able to to get that on Sunday. You mentioned the young players well ago, and when you look at some of these young guys, what makes Pineda and McKenzie what makes them so successful at the plate uh, this early? on in their career well Pineda just gives really good at bats he'll he'll take a lot of pitches he's second on the team and walks um on base percentage around 400 he's just pesky he he, even when he gets two strikes on him it's hard to put him away and I would think he's one of those guys that has to drive pitchers crazy because even when they get to two strikes you might still be talking about an eight pitch at bat he's definitely got some pop he had his first home run this past week and um, he battles. He just battles up there, and he can use all fields. And with McKenzie, boy, he's just got a lot of talent. He's a natural. He's just a natural hitter. And I think what we're seeing with him is teams are starting to – he was a collegiate baseball freshman All-American last year, and words got out. So teams are pitching him differently now. They're pitching him like he's an All-American, and he's adjusting to that. And he's got so much talent. We saw him with a couple of multi-hit games this weekend. He had a home run in the comeback against UT Arlington. And he's just someone who's got the kind of talent that I think the sky is really the, the limit for him. I know as of late, me personally, I've been really impressed with what Luke Boyd has been able to do closing these games out. Have you seen like a more boost of confidence in him over the past few games? You know, he is someone who it's kind of fun to watch him in his career because he was quiet his first couple of years, but then when he settled into a bullpen role, you could just see him mature and realize how much talent and ability he had and how hard it is to hit his slider. I mean, he can get guys out. He'll throw a fastball and a change occasionally, but he can get guys out with just his slider. And you could really see last year he had waited his turn behind Troy Montemayor and Kyle Hill. And he really relished being the guy, being the guy there in the ninth inning. I remember his emotion. He saved a tight game against LSU down in Houston. And, I mean, he showed some emotion on the field after he got the final out. And you can just tell he really relishes having the, uh, having the game on his shoulders late. Derek, despite the, uh, the 8-4 loss yesterday, this team is 19-3 and in the friendly confines of Baylor Ballpark. <laughs> what is it, why do they play so well at home? And you have to. I mean, we, we all know that in college baseball, you better take care of your home park, but they really have done a great job playing at Baylor Ballpark. They have, and I, and I think it's, uh, you know, maybe there's a, a comfort and familiarity. Maybe it's, you know, it's a, a sense that you want to ha- protect your home field. I think and maybe it's just as a young team, they played some tough games on the road early on, and so I hope that as the year goes on, you'll see the road totals. You know, Maybe you're not going to catch up to 19-3, and three, but that you'll see the, the, the road totals uh, improve during this strange year, and they're going to have that opportunity to do so heading to Kansas and then to Texas Tech, some tough series in the weekends ahead. But I think this is just a team that um, – is they're 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 young they're loose and I think playing at home just so far has has suited them. All right, you you mentioned it. So uh, Sam tomorrow night, and then uh, on to Lawrence for a three game series, and uh, and that is, I mean, this weekend is going to be. I, you don't want to get past Sam. I understand that, but I mean, just looking at conference play, this is going to be a big weekend for them. It is with a series win, they can really climb up even further into the middle of the pack. You know, with just the one win. 
they found themselves, you know, down near the bottom at the beginning, which honestly you look back in some past years, and that's been the case. If you have a rough first weekend or two, you can find yourself down early, but with a series win or two, you can really climb back into the middle of the pack, and that'll be the opportunity Baylor has this weekend. If you can go to Kansas, get a series win, you allow yourself a little bit of breathing room, you get yourself back in the middle of the pack, and in, in the Big 12 Conference is so good that if you think really further on down the line, Tom, you know, getting into the the, the field of 64, you can probably there's going to be probably five or six teams from the conference that make it. So you really want to get yourself up in the, um, you know, in the middle of the pack. And that's a long way off, but they have the opportunity. Obviously each weekend counts and they'll have an opportunity to move closer to that this weekend. You know, you say it's a long way off, but then when you get to the end of the year, you look back and go, where did it go? Uh, <laughs> that's true. So, but, and I was just holding up uh, five fingers to Garrett. I was thinking, you know, I, I've, think this year comfortably and I know that you know this is just us guessing but I think comfortably you could say the top five teams in this league pretty much have a lock on getting into the NCAA tournament would you agree with that yeah I I think so that's I think that makes sense and when you look at you know you've got ranked teams in what Texas TCU Texas Tech Mm -hmm. uh, Oklahoma State Um, Oklahoma has been ranked at, at times so you know, you look, that's a that's a really tough field. And if you come through that field, even, you know, right around 500, you're putting yourself in the upper echelon of teams teams in the country. And I think, in fact, I even saw uh, D1Baseball.com actually had Baylor as a three seed now if, if as in their projected field the other day. So that was good to see. Like you said, it'll be here before we know it. But I think you're right. About five teams or so should be up there. Derek, hey, appreciate it. I, I know you're busy and a lot of things going on. We got the uh, – the, uh, we got the parade tomorrow night, and uh, you guys are going to be down at Sam and then uh, the weekend in Lawrence. Uh, we appreciate your time so much. I appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. That is Derek Smith. Handles the radio play-by-play for the Baylor baseball team.